This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. I'm Joey. I love wrestling. I'm Nick. I love wrestling. I'm Ty. I love wrestling. I'm Steven, and I hate wrestling. You Should Love Wrestling is a show where we try to convince Steven that he should love wrestling. You should love wrestling, WWE, cause I love wrestling, a lot of loving from me. We on the podcast, Joey Cliff, Nick, and Steven, but Steven ain't wrestling, gotta make him a believer. I'm all hoping out, I love Rick Flair, The Undertaker, Tombstone on the chair. So tune in every week, cause we got a new guest. You should love wrestling, cause it's the best, yes. Today's guest is a writer for Smosh, a host for AfterBuzz TV, and a pro wrestling heel manager for Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, under the name The First Progenitor of Hyperoptimism, Ty Matthews. How's it going, Tyler? What is happening? <laughs> Welcome, it's sir. That's, also, this that's is my uh, Tyler, da- Tyler Davidson. Is Tyler name, Davidson is my assumed, my, my birth name, uh, yeah. uh, the first progenitor of hyperoptimism. That's like the, the super long, fan- yeah. fancy version. Yeah, yeah. That's and your did, full name. <laughs> have you bring in, we, we are going to talk about uh, hyperoptimism a little later sure. in the show. I'm looking forward to hearing about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am, it's too. A, it's an original philosophy. <laughs> Steven's like, what's optimism? <laughs> I never tried much, it. Much less the hyper version. Yeah. So, uh, you mentioned before uh, before the show, before we started recording, mm. you've actually been a professional wrestler in the SoCal area for, you said like 17 years? It'll be ever since, I'm counting since the first time I stepped into a ring. Yeah. It'll be 17 years in December. Wow. I started nice. very, very young. Are you from Southern California? Wow. I am, yeah. I grew up in Riverside. Um, I was born in Oklahoma, but I grew up in Riverside. And uh, I was, I was about 13 and it was right around the time that smackdown had first premiered oh yeah and on the local news after smackdown they would always have like wrestling related stories to kind of like retain as much of the of the audience as they could <laughs> uh, so, stories like a seven-year-old boy was, is dead tonight. <laughs> well that was at the time backyard wrestling was super super yeah. big yeah, yeah. so it was always like can you believe they're hitting each other um, with light tubes <laughs> right and, i uh, right. I went to school to be like a broadcast journalist and uh, something that teaches you always want to localize stories. So I'm sure in that case, it was just like the the local priest, the, you know, the local government's been headlocked by a real like by a real yeah. tax burden. It was always it was God. always like really kind of tangentially related, yeah, related yeah. stuff like, oh, mankind was on G versus E or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, then yeah. but then, yeah, one night they had a they had a story about a local wrestling school in San Bernardino. Nice. And, and which school uh, was that? that is the school of hard knocks. They're still around. Mm-hmm. Cool. They're it's they're they're their promotion is the Empire Wrestling Federation. They've been around for they just celebrated their twentieth anniversary this wow. year. They so they they were the first uh, people to use guys like Chris Daniels and Frankie Kazarian, nice. oh, wow. guys like that. They were still pretty new when you started. Then. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. They were a couple years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I saw that and and begged my parents and called them. And I I feel like a lot of wrestling schools. It's one of those things where I called and I was like, hey, like, how old do you have to be to train? And they were like, old. How old? How old are you? Uh-huh. I was like thirteen years old. And they were like. You're in luck. Uh, and so the perfect I, So yeah, so I turned I turned 13 December of 99 or uh, September of 99, started training in December of 99. Mm-hmm. Nice. And uh, and since then I've I've wrestled, I've been a referee, I've been a commentator, I've been a trainer um with Afterbuzz, I guess you could say I'm sort of like an analyst. Yeah, kind of yeah a host. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. Yeah, you're host and, of um, Raw Afterbuzz. Yeah, uh, yeah, I host the Raw yeah. Afterbuzz, the Lucha Underground Afterbuzz. Yeah. And then uh, we also do specials for each round of the Cruiserweight Classic. Great. Um, which is more of a kind of like a sports we kind of make it more like a sports center-ish kind of thing Um, probably because it feels that way exactly exactly 
kind of lends itself to and that. that's and i enjoy that i enjoy that i don't think that would work on on a bigger scale but i like that they're doing it for for this tournament yeah um and so now yeah in the last maybe year or two i've i've started trying my hand at being a manager which is super fun yeah <laughs> Wait, so what was your first like what, what was your first wrestling memory like watching wrestling that like got you super oh, into it it's honestly wrestling memories are kind of some of the earliest memories i have of life like i remember um the, the, all the other ones have been concussed out exactly. of <laughs> That's what it is. Um, all i remember is the wrestling I, uh, I remember the undertaker tombstoning hulk hogan onto a chair oh yeah at i want to say it was tuesday in texas tuesday. Is, that the, is that the one where he ripped his cross off no, that was uh, Andre. That was Andre that did that. The, oh, ripped the cross off. Oh, right. Um, that was yeah, that kind of the beginning of Andre's heel turn. But no, this was um, Undertaker was was wrestling Hulk Hogan. I th- I think it was Tuesday in Texas '91, and uh, because for whatever reason they wanted to do a pay per view event on a Tuesday, Who wouldn't. Uh, uh, and so and Ric Flair slid the chair in the ring, and Undertaker tombstoned him onto the chair, and that was like kind of how they justified like the Undertaker beating the immortal <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Right, right. And so yeah, it was it was one of those things where my dad grew up in a rural Kentucky. And so he had all these stories about his mother taking him to shows. And like, this was like in, in like the fifties when like long before it was openly acknowledged sure, yeah. that it was all his shows. So like he has stories of my, my grandmother <laughs> throwing chairs into the ring <laughs> and stuff like that. And so, so yeah, so it was always on when I grew up and uh, I, it was one of those things where I think he was expecting me to grow out of it and it just never, happens uh, and i feel like that's kind of the case with a lot of people like i feel like oh, most yeah. people like it to varying degrees and then they just at a, at a certain point grow out of it and like the wrestling business is just filled with people that never did right oh yeah, yeah. i would buy that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so yeah so i've been doing it yeah for over half my life now Wow. And, and you were saying before the show, you like you wrestled Jake the Snake Roberts. I did. I did. Yeah, this was this was a couple years ago. Um Sinbodi Kazarni. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um he he used to kind of run a show called Freak Show Wrestling. And Freak Show, I think they're, well, they're still yeah. around. They're still around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leroy, yeah, Leroy does. Yes. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Leroy, yeah. They are doing a lot of shows in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. This, uh, that's where this yeah. happened. Friend also, the, the freak show. Friend so, of the show, Leroy Patterson, good dude. Yeah, I love Leroy. <laughs> love Leroy. Yeah, and yeah. so there was a it was it was freak show for a while. And then this guy took over and it became the donkey show for like a year or two. <laughs> uh, it was like this different. this this guy took it over for whatever reason and the whole gimmick is just he wore like a donkey head on his head. <laughs> and like he was kind of he was sort of like the promoter figure and it was uh-huh. called it was called the donkey show and so um a- i did i did a show there we used to almost exclusively do shows at this haunted attraction in las vegas <laughs> cool. and like nice. haunts and haunted attractions are like my obsession like just below wrestling yeah 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 i oh, took a, a couple years ago not to go on too much of a tangent a couple years ago i took a cross-country trip where i went to 12 states in two weeks just going to different haunted houses oh my God. Uh, like, Super, super into them. Yeah. Did you, Which, some, did you see some lame ones? Um, not really, because those those ones. No. The, well, those <laughs> ones. When I well, well, for the cross country trip, I mainly scouted like the best ones, the ones that are on all kind of the yeah. best of yeah. lists. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so, so yeah, most of them were incredible. I'm glad to hear the haunt so, uh, is going strong. Exactly. So and so I'll tie that. I'll tie that up. back into wrestling. So uh, explain to me how you felt when you got the call saying you were going to be wrestling Jake the Snake Roberts. In a haunted house. We'll see. Now, now here's now here's the thing. Uh, I didn't know that I was going to be wrestling Jake the Snake until about maybe an hour before the match. Uh-huh. And so I was there 
uh, originally I was just in the opening match. They had me in a taco suit and a lucha mask. <laughs> I was wrestling as Taco Libre, uh, and I was wrestling a, a buddy of mine that's a really good friend. I think he's Nicaraguan, but he was like uh, Lieutenant Liberty. Mm-hmm. So it was sure. like him being like the Captain America <laughs> character, me being the Taco Lucha Libre character in a haunted house. And uh, this one actually, I, this one wasn't at a haunt. Oh, sadly, this uh, one was, this one was in like a tiny little like black box theater. God, it was still like was, a, it was still like a haunted black box theater. <laughs> Well, it, it, it might have been, very haunted. It might have been yeah. legitimately oh, haunted. Very cool. <laughs> Which so yeah, so we um so we're we're going over our match before the show and Jake comes up to us and he goes and he sits down with us and he goes, All right, what are you gonna do? And we're like, Oh, like we're thinking of like finishing with this and doing this, blah blah blah. And he's like, Nope, nope, nope. Take it from the beginning. I wanna know everything you're doing, move for move. And wow. We're like, we're like, Oh, okay. So we're like, we're gonna do this, and then we think this, and then this. And he was like, All right do this cut this out do this and he just like he agented our match nice really kind of without anyone asking him to right. which was <laughs> incredible which was How very you- which was very rude yeah, yeah, no, exactly. yeah. and so it was it was so cool like that he just <laughs> just on a whim decided like yeah i'm gonna help these guys out and yeah. from what i hear as we were out there in the ring like he was watching through the curtain and telling everyone like fuck like that you should watch this like this is oh, great yeah yeah and so like he gave us to have this endorsement from jake the snake who was legitimately one of my earliest memories like the undertaker was an early memory yeah but like macho man getting bitten by the snake that was my moment was, that was oh, wow. that was my was terrifying that, that was my flipping through the channels what the hell is this yes. oh great now i love wrestling yeah, so yeah, you have mentioned that so yeah. so, so i was so i was doing taco libre during that match but then i also did this character for them at the time uh where i was the ghost of the macho man Huh, cool. And this was the year oh. that the Macho Man died. Huh. Oh, and before or after? Uh, oh, after. So you okay. got to haunt the theater. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so afterwards, they they didn't have anyone haunting. The it was the weirdest experience. <laughs> so they uh, they didn't have anyone for the six man in the main where it was Kazarni, um, Jake, and this guy Funny Bone on one team, and mm-hmm. then like mm-hmm. the donkey, the titular donkey, yeah. um, another masked guy, and then like question mark, and they just kind of plugged me in. And so I had to play the ghost of a man that was ostensibly like a friend and colleague of one of the men. Oh, man, that's and awkward. So wow. I was very worried. I was like, uh, did you guys clear this with Jake? Like, is he cool with this? <laughs> and he was not. He's totally fine. <laughs> and he was, me. yeah, he was super cool. I didn't, sadly, I didn't get to get DDT'd, but I did take the jab combo, so that was oh, nice. at least something, yeah. Did you get a snake laid on you? <laughs> no, no, he didn't have a snake right. at the time. Uh, he didn't have a snake with him. Previous guest, Gene Augusto, does a, a, a ghost of Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. yeah. Hey, What's the hat before? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it does yeah, Gene Augusto, he's a friend of ours. He's been on the show a couple times. Uh, uh, yeah, he uh, he also does a Ghost of Macho Man Randy Savage character. Wait, is he he is he a wrestler? Is it like no. an uh, wrestler? Oh, okay. Not I mean, wrestler. I want him to be one. <laughs> we all want because <laughs> when yeah, he has, he, has he done this at what like comedy shows? Or yeah, like, like UCB. Oh, okay, like okay. Because someone else did that gimmick before me at Freak uh, Show. Yeah. Oh, wow. Someone that was much bigger down. and much it's more past, yeah. much more appropriate. Yeah, exactly. The spirit of Macho Man Randy Savage just gets it. You know, it takes. Takes whoever he wants. It's whenever, yeah. whenever you snap into a slim gym, yeah, you're honoring his memory. So basically, the ghost of the Macho Man. It's it's really like the same thing as the Mister Wrestling gimmick, 
where it's like Mr. Wrestling One. Mr. Yeah, Wrestling yeah, basically, Mr. Wrestling basically. Three. And this was before yeah, yeah. I had a beard, so I had to like draw it on. Yeah, uh, for yeah, listeners, I have a beard. Together and and have dueling Macho Man ghosts. That'd be oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah that'd be, so, yeah, that'd be a one fun. scary house. It's been a minute, so yeah, I had like a uh, a bandana drawn on um, a beard. I had long hair at the time, uh, like an NWO era Macho Man shirt Ooh, with yeah. like the sleeves cut into fringe. Yeah, yeah, and then some like pink and black tights that looked like vaguely savage-esque. Uh, okay, did, did you did you write on the shirt NW and then multiple O's after it? So it was like oh. NWO. Steve, what were you going to say? Didn't what? Didn't we? Uh, I'm sorry. I, I did. Uh, Nick, Joey, and I have like worked on like web series and stuff together. Didn't we at some point do a thing where we we're going to do like a web series of all like Macho Man Randy Savages or something like that? Didn't <laughs> we talk about that idea? I feel Maybe. like that was an idea. Okay. I feel like that was an idea that like like me and Nick said, and then you didn't react. So yeah. we were like, anyway, that like, sounds incredible. But that's literally. Anytime we were out of ideas, or I think maybe those yeah. just are our only ideas. We're Probably. like, oh, well, what are we going to make this bit? Oh, well, I guess it's three guys named Tony making a pizza. Yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, <laughs> what like, I guess we'll be, th- <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, we did pitch like three Axel Roses. Yeah, it's like, yeah. there's three it's of us. Like, we're like, yeah. what are we going to do with this show? Let's tonight? be three know. of yeah. something. Three of the same <laughs> same I like that thing. idea. Yeah. 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 I, when I when I first heard about like House of Cosby, it's like that was House of Cosby is fucking brilliant. We're re re recycling House of Cosby. We're almost as good as House of Cosby. I'm but yeah. I just to go I, on that. I, I just love that concept. Like yeah. just yeah. one thing, just being multiplied. Yeah, yeah. Super Cosby that. team triosby. Who could forget? Oh, I swear yeah. to God, I love multiplicity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Unironically, Mul- yeah. more than one Keaton. <laughs> it's really uh, yeah. Like I'm on board with one Keaton. Yeah. If you give yeah, me four, six, I'm come super on. in. Yeah, Crazy. that's super fun. Seven Birdman's. So can you give us give us a little give us a little bit of the Ghost of Macho Man? Can we get a taste? Oh man, it was. I mean. Give like, us a spooky taste. The, the, I, I guess I didn't really throw in like the ghost part. Like it was, it was just Macho Man, but I guess alive. It's like, ooh yeah, uh, <laughs> three minutes of playtime. <laughs> you know the quote from Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it funny how good. somehow the Bone Saw quotes became very entrenched? In what <laughs> kind Macho of like Man is more ubiquitous than yeah, his yeah, real life. It's a playtime. Yeah, I got you for three minutes. I get it. That's really funny, funny enough. Name. The guy that refereed that scene also refereed my very first wrestling match. <laughs> really? So it all comes full circle. Well, yeah. I, I guess I didn't realize that was a, a professional ref. Yeah, he was an actual, he was a referee and a wrestler. Who was he, it? Uh, this guy named Josh Milton. Uh, he had a golfer gimmick named Douglas C. Driver. C stood for Callaway, obviously. Uh, great. And uh, and he would come out with like the big like quiet sign and he came out to the Caddyshack theme. Uh, he was wow. really good. He was really, really That's good. That's almost as good as Kerwin White. Oh, uh, I forgot about Kerwin White. <laughs> we're all like, trying to. golf. If we're talking, yeah, golf gimmicks like hole in one Darso. And oh like yeah, Barry Darso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, there's been multiple golfer gimmicks. Oh, you're goddamn course, right. Why well, like, does this happen? The '80s and the '90s were filled with uh, just gimmicks where they're a wrestler, but they're also this. Yeah, it's like they're <laughs> a wrestler, but also they're a plumber. I, right? <laughs> yeah. Those larger than life characters like Repo Man and shit like that. You've seen those. Who, I feel Re- like Repo what Man? happens is like some. It's just like Vince McMahon or some writers like flipping through television is like there should be a golfer wrestler that's, that's honestly what it is that, seems, that really there was a garbage man there was a tax man repo <laughs> yeah. man irs yeah repo man yeah, was like hole in one darso that was the same guy yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he was also like like what the 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 blacktop bully he was a blacktop he was, bully he was like a trucker he uh, was a wrestler he was he had a russian oh, gimmick at one point he was uh, most famously half of demolition yeah very darso one, one third of demolition. i love very darso yeah, yeah. wow yeah. so that's awesome all bonkers it's, yeah, uh, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Characters. Wrestling seven. never stops inspiring you <laughs> and disappointing me. <laughs> uh. But it inspired me, Stephen, to be a garbage man. Uh. He doesn't awesome. mean he doesn't mean like a garbage worker, just a garbage person. <laughs> no, he's a bad, garbage man, uh, hunk of crap person, crap guy. Awful. I know. I know. <laughs> right, uh, today's match is from Chikara's King of Trios 2009, uh, Night 2, and it features Kota Ibushi, El Generico, Jigsaw, and Nick Jackson from the Young Bucks in a four-way elimination match. Just about everyone in this match has gone on to main event in some of the top companies, and after watching this match, it's no surprise why. Tyler, why'd you pick this match for us? Mm-hmm. Man, it's like... so. Asking me to pick a match for the show is like it's like one of those questions where it it changes no like depending on the day that you ask you know like right. it but it was just whenever anyone asks me like think of a match you really really love this is always kind of one of the first ones that pop into mind and it's because. I, f- I feel like it's such a great intersection of styles. Yeah. Like Kota Bushi is, is obviously, a you know, proficient at striking and strong style. El Generico is while being French Canadian is, is really good at the Lucha Libre style. Yeah. Nick Jackson is kind of the more high flying of the bunch. And then Jigsaw has a lot of the, the technical wrestling. Right. Yeah. But then at the same time, all four guys are kind of good at each of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. yeah a lot happens in 14 minutes. Absolutely. Like a shit ton happens. Absolutely. And I like that it gets it works up to this like frantic pace at the end, but they kind of earn it. They like do. it starts. Yeah, it starts slow. It's not just like like 100 miles an hour the whole time. Like it's um, to be fair. I like I haven't seen Ricochet and Osprey, but it's not like a Ricochet oh, and Osprey sort of deal. Yeah, and I, listened, like... I listened to a little of the Shane Hartline episode. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. Good. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I have to imagine that even though. Steven probably didn't give a crap about this match. However, however, I bet that you really appreciated that this wasn't a, a 55 minute match. <laughs> oh, man. And when that's I saw thing. the length of this match, because I wake up early uh, on Sundays just to like watch <laughs> wrestling, have breakfast and then do this podcast. So uh-huh. I wake up a little early, and I saw I was like, oh, this is only a 16 minute. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to like well, little pre-show intro. Fuck. Yeah. If you're if you're uh, asking someone, yeah. if you're asking someone that doesn't like wrestling, to watch something like in, watch in, Michael's in, HBK Iron if, Man if match. You're, or if something. you're having them watch something in the hopes of making them like wrestling, like it's not gonna be right. yeah, like Michael's yeah. and Hart, yeah, yeah. Or, uh, Michael's yeah, and they Taker. Make me watch I, it I like saw, that. Well, but I saw. Ever, fuck you. Everybody's got a different approach. And I like that. You, every, anybody who sits in this chair always like. So I thought I'd come in at it yeah. with this angle. Yeah. And so yeah, I mean, that's don't bring along. That's match. an ambitious. That's right. an ambitious charge. I've seen that you guys have watched full Royal Rumble matches. Multiple. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's, multiple full Rumble. So bad. You don't like wrestling? That's not going to make you like. Why is Royal? Yeah, and that's what we're saying. Why I think that it would take on a whole different dimension, as we've talked about this, too, Steve. That I think would take Mm -hmm. on a whole different dimension if if you were in a room full of. Because even though I know you don't love it, but at least when you came and saw like NXT Mm -hmm. and you hung out in like a really hyped room, that was like the Zayn Nakamura match. Mm -hmm. At least, oh, so good. I was there live for that one. Oh, so good. The energy in the room kind of gives it. Like at least you can kind of enjoy the party aspect of a little bit. I think that there are are chips. There's dip. And I think I think Royal Rumble would give it a different dimension for it. I think that's valid. Like, like I'm not a sports guy, but if I'm watching like a game or something with a crowd full of fans, a room room full of fans, it does. Yeah. Yeah. It lends something to it. I don't care about NBA, but the minute like you're in a bar and it's like it's a big game. It's like, wow, look at that. It's impressive. Yeah. you, You care. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I can I can be influenced by a large group of people to like something. I don't know that I can be influenced to like wrestling, but I could yell and I could definitely eat some chips. You can be. Influ- you know I can. You can be influenced by a, a large group of people. Sure. Stephen, have you heard about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? <laughs> uh, How many of there well, are you? You know that that There's segues two and they're both ghosts. That segues perfectly into hyperoptimism. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, we're gonna spread the good word. Yeah, we're, we're transitioning uh, right so back to this match. Yeah, yeah, but uh, uh, Stephen, uh, really quick. Um, uh, Kota Bushi, you've seen him. Uh, he was in the Yoshiko match, the the blow up doll. Oh, match. with the doll! I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I thought I, I so yeah. actually in my notes, I take notes as I watch him, and I was like, I, I've heard Kota Ibushi, I don't know why, yeah, and yeah. I've also heard El Generico, and I don't know uh, why. El Generico. Uh, he uh, trained Sami Zayn. <laughs> right. Uh, El Generico is not current WWE superstar Sami Zayn. El Generico yeah. retired to an orphanage retired, in Mexico. Retired to an orphanage in Mexico to teach, okay, teach so people Sammy to El Generico. He passed yeah. on all his knowledge to Sami Zayn. Yeah, but like one of those orphans was Sami Zayn. <laughs> and uh, and the timeline is very yeah. weird. Yeah, and, Wait, uh, so El Generico retired to an orphanage yeah, and reti- Sami Zayn reti- came from that orphanage? Yeah. Children. Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. They may or may yeah. not be dead. I don't like They don't like invite Old people to like wayward old people to live in that. Or maybe, no, but, maybe right. like, but it's like a, it's like a Nacho Libre situation. He's like helping run it. There you go. Never um, watched but, it. But but he helped run it until okay. So Kevin Owens, uh, currently Kevin or currently uh, previously Kevin Steen, currently Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. He uh, feuded with El Generico for a while, and the rumor has it is that he killed El Generico, and now Sami Zayn is feuding with Kevin Owens. Wow, death. there it is. Yeah, wow. you don't gets, need to see Nacho Libre because we have the Taco. <laughs> Libre. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very pulpy. Um, and then, uh, I, feel like I almost understand. And then, uh, <laughs> like, let's see, uh, Jackson, uh, Nick Jackson, he's one half of the Young Bucks. You saw him you've in the PWG Bucks. match oh, against okay. the Wolfsburg tag team. I did not so, well, I remember. I don't that. think you've seen Jigsaw, but you've seen most of these guys. Yeah. Oh, did Jigsaw. you watch uh, Guerrilla Warfare? Movies. You watched Guerrilla Warfare? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Jigsaw, I was sad, wasn't a cancer stricken psychopath who wants people to appreciate yeah. life. Oh, man. I mean, he's wearing a mask. He could be. If the only way I could like Jigsaw more is if it was soft awesome. themed, <laughs> themed persona. Yep. Oh fuck! Yep. Oh god! I so love uh, I love the inside references to things that nobody. Yeah, will nobody will know. I said Jigsaw wasn't at Home Depot. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> moving on. That's like, moving on. Nobody like, will I was, care. I was in that sketch, and I don't even remember. Nobody, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody does. Nobody does. Uh, <laughs> so let's uh, let's so get yeah, this started. So are we providing like running commentary? On yeah, that? No, we just kind of have it on in the background. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just yeah. On talk the a little about it. So really, so you picked this match because of all the different styles. Yeah, and I just I'm. I love Chikara. Like I'm a huge, yeah. huge Chikara fan. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I think Chikara is, I think, a, a good product to to show someone that isn't necessarily into wrestling because it's wrestling is already kind of larger than life and sort of comic book esque. But yeah. Chikara takes it even further. A Philadelphia the, based promotion. Yes, yeah. Okay, from Philly, yeah. They they incorporate stuff like time travel and like <laughs> mysticism and a lot of their angles and storylines are very kind of even more over the top than yeah, wrestling yeah, already comic is. Bookie. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Like there was a whole thing. There was a group called the BDK, uh, the Bruderschaft der Cruces, and um, uh, Cesaro was in it, right. and all these all these other guys, and it was like this sort of militant Swiss, uh, mainly Swiss kind of faction, and they they <laughs> worshipped this thing called the Eye of Tear, and like it was this mystical amulet, and then it was it was yeah, stolen. We all know that Swiss. It was thing. Yeah. it was stolen yeah. by Ultramantis Black. I may completely be butchering this angle, but all of these things were elements right. of it. They're yeah. Magical, so Steve. and then wasn't it yeah. like it's it's like Ultramantis Black took the amulet and he used it to control like a good guy. He controlled Delirious. Yeah, he took That's Delirious and he was just like, now you're a bad guy. Yeah. And Delirious yeah, yeah, was yeah. like, okay. 
and delirious delirious was like like a beloved like gibberish spouting mm-hmm. uh mass wrestler and then he just became like a monster and just started like murdering people Steven, a beloved this- gibberish spouting yes uh, okay. also yeah, yeah. people <laughs> look at donald trump people actually <laughs> there you go there's nick people actually yeah, like, they're awake yeah there there you there's are a yeah. hey we're, i want to say great there's a few angles where people have actually died like characters have died yeah dragon dragon got decapitated yeah exactly yeah and so like chikara and like lucha underground are the only places where characters actually die i was just gonna say that's really the precursor to kind of what lucha is doing now it's on very similar stream uh, platform which you've you've kind of yeah embraced have, it in I've, a way yeah, I, so ridiculous. Well, I think uh, I think they do some stuff right, but yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, Lucha, you, like where where Lucha Underground is very kind of like pulpy and like almost like noir esque. Right, mm-hmm. Chikara is a lot more right. of the eighties. Yeah, lots of hypercolor comic books. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah like Lucha Underground um, is based. It's like Chikara with it's Lucha Underground is Chikara with a. Or okay, so Chikara is Lucha Underground uh, without a budget. And sillier instead of yeah, li- yeah, I think Lucha Underground is what happens like if you give someone like Robert Rodriguez the reins to something yeah. like Chikara. It's Chikara, yeah, yeah. but they turn the lights off. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Chikara, that's yeah. uh, I mean, to I think to on your point of like the comic book cheapness of it, mm. like uh, Jigsaw to me looks like a mix between Deadpool and like in a member of the Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> uh, like he's uh, he's a real uh, mess, and I think that perfectly describes what this promotion is all about <laughs> i know nothing about it it's, but i'm gonna say that's it well i see pool and icp icp have their own wrestling promotion no fucking shit yeah, it's yeah. And it's, we haven't watched that yeah i'm very what? surprised we <laughs> haven't brought in our juggalo friends Jug- yet, it's <laughs> juggalo championship wrestling <laughs> Actually, awesome. yeah, uh, I love a great, well thought out J- pun. JC, yeah, yeah. JC Actually, yeah, I bet it uh, took them years to come up with that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you're a juggalo and you want to be on this show, yeah. uh, feel free and uh, send us a tweet at, uh, at, at YSLW Podcast, yeah. hashtag juggalo. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Shaggy Two Dope one day was like, yo, Ninja, uh, I what we call a champion shit? I w- wait, should we try to get Whoa! Shaggy Two Dope on this podcast? Dude, I, I, wish yeah, Willie, sure. I wish Willie Max still lived in LA because he, oh he would do this in a heartbeat. And he'd be the perfect person. Is he a juggalo? Oh my god. He, Willie uh, Mac he is a juggalo? Willie Mac has a hatchet man tattoo. What? He used to be his nickname used to be the chocolate juggalo. No. Wow. Have a yeah. You're right. Yeah. His his very first shirt was the hatchet man just with an afro and an afro pick in it. Oh, I think I remember that. He loves. Look, if he's in town, Willie loves him some ICP. Bring yeah. him on in. Yeah. As well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell him to bring a Juggalo championship. Hashtag Juggalo. If you're Willie Mack and Come you want to be on this show, show yeah. Sir. yeah, tweet at us. Hashtag <laughs> Juggalo. Willie's Otherwise, no, thank you. Willie's one of my absolute favorite humans so on the So he does uh, that tattoo. I never even yeah. Yeah, Are there any other wrestlers that you want to out as Juggalos? Yeah. Um, Please. I want to yeah, I want to out more jugglers on this show. This is what yeah, it's about. Not off the top of my head. Willie's the only, the first one that comes to mind where it was like actively part of his persona. What about um, any any fish freaks? Get the fuck out of here, Steven. Get the fuck out of here. Those wrestlers should be blacklisted. I mean, probably. <laughs> um, okay, Elias so we, Samson. So we should uh, talk about I, what's happening. I, w- I yeah. was going to say, um, we, have we shown Steven the oddities yet? Anything about the no, oddities? No, no, no. Oh, man. Well, like, the thing about ICP is things. they were surprisingly proficient wrestlers. They're actually, yeah. they're, they actually also wrestler. I don't know. Yeah. They wrestle. Yeah, they wrestled oh, yeah. in, WC- in WWE. They were the WCW Tag Team Champions yeah. for a while. And they, um, I want to say they wrestled, like, on the indies before... 
ICP even got big. I think they have. Yeah, they're not horrible. They're yeah, no, they're they're pretty good. They were part of a group in WCW called the Dark Carnival, which also had Vampiro, <laughs> uh-huh. um, Jerry Only from the Misfits. That's right. I remember that. Uh, Vampiro now the, the great color Muda, commentator for Lucha yeah. Underground. Yeah. yeah, it all comes full circle. It sure exactly. Does. Okay, so this match. Anyway, I want to. I want to quickly. We should talk about what's happening here. Uh-huh. So uh, we have this thing where El Generico and Nick Jackson kind of team up to go against Kota uh, Kota. Kota Ibushi is that uh-huh. yeah. Ibushi. Kota Ibushi, yeah. So they kind of like team up and work against him uh, in this like four way match. I it took until this happened, I did not realize it wasn't a tag match. Sure. Uh, and I it's, like, if, oh. if I if I had any issue with this match, it's that it's a four way elimination, but there's a lot of pin breaking up. Yeah. And the commentators are sort of forced to kind of like wonder like, oh, like I don't know how wise that is. Right. Yeah. Um, which is, and that's kind of one of the pitfalls of and see like we like Nick Jackson just drop kicked El Generico to break up a pin. Right. And it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense story wise. It's no, it doesn't. Yeah. I think it's and I was thinking about it on the way here. I guess if if I were a booker, I would at least throw something in where it's like you get some sort of a bonus or something yeah. if you're the one. You get a medallion if you pin somebody. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Maybe like like a like a thousand dollar bonus if you eliminate for every person you right. eliminate. Well, yeah. Joey's like a, a gift known, card to round table pizza. Well, exactly. I'd Joey's you. a known medallion hound. He so. sure is. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you got any, the if you got any if you got any dallion heads out there, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag me. Any, hashtag me to my personal Twitter at Joey Taylor, Hashtag dallion there's and I'll invite you on my podcast, Dalian Shack. <laughs> in our uh, in our apartment, there's a book on a on a, on a bookcase, and Joey pulls out the book, and the the bookcase opens, and then we <laughs> walk. And there's down a room just full of medallions. And, you know, it was he calls super... his uh, his his I call it House the, of Dalian. I call it the Dalian Domicile. <laughs> he was super into WMAC Masters. Oh my God, I love WMAC <laughs> Masters. But, uh, That's Joey also. I've said before, Lucha Underground is also kind of WMAC Masters. Oh, definitely with way. like the Gift of the Gods title. Oh absolutely. my God, I love 100%. that. Show. That is. The oh yeah, I love yeah. Lucha Underground for the it's so good. <laughs> oh, it's all about the Dallas. Uh, I want to so, point but, out though, like as soon as these guys like started teaming up against Ibushi, uh, I was like, oh, they're all gonna lose and Ibushi's gonna win. That was the thing that's gonna happen. I want to just <laughs> say out that, that moonsault. That moonsault's amazing. Yeah, the moonsault was incredible. Ibushi's yeah. just such a great. The, I mean, everybody the, in this match. We, we missed great. the handspring backflip double knees to Generico while he was on the top rope. That's one of my favorite moments. Yeah, this yeah, match yeah. was seven years ago. Abushi barely looks any different. Hasn't missed a, like a step in his, his right. ring work. He's and this yeah. is still unreal. And this yeah. was part of a this was part of kind of a mini tournament called the Raid of Voladores that they do every year during the King of Trios. The King of Trios is a they, they have different trios teams, three man teams, and they have a whole tournament. And it's really really awesome. Like trios wrestling is sort of a an artifact from Lucha Libre that didn't really carry over that much into American style. Right. Yeah. And so they have I this love trios. Matches. It's awesome. Yeah. Whenever they do the King of Trios, the matches are incredible. But then they also have these for uh, doubles to jump off the guy's back and then uh, Hurricane oh, Rana. Oh, amazing. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so good. I love moves that incorporate multiple people. Yeah. There's... Jigsaw does a double stomp into a Hurricane Rana. Yeah. From from, I think, Nick to uh, somebody. Yeah. Generico. To Generico. Yeah. And oh. so so anyone that's on a team that gets eliminated, usually they're part of the Raid of Voladores. And actually, I I think maybe a, a couple years after this they had a match between El Generico and the One Two Three Kid. Oh, I think I remember as that. the One Two Three Kid, and Ooh. it was dope. Like wow. Sean Waltman had not missed a step in what years. Year is this? this I want to say was 2011, 2012. Yeah, I remember that. Ago. I remember reading about that. Um, Sean Waltman, he, uh, the One Two Three Kid. He uh, was also X Pac in DX and Six X Pac in the NWO. Okay, and yeah, um, his one of his early gimmicks in WWE is the One Two Three Kid. So he returned to that gimmick twenty years. 
later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, originally he was he was like the lightning kid, then the cannonball kid, and then yeah. just the kid. And then he pulled off like a big upset over Razor he, Ramon on Monday Night Raw. Right. And they dubbed him the one, two, three kid. Was yeah, he ever he, was he ever Disney's the kid? <laughs> um, yeah, Disney's the kid. <laughs> well, he, it, what, he once lost what was called a crybaby match where he had to wear a diaper and <laughs> and uh drink from a bottle. And yeah. then ultimately be mentored by Bruce Willis. It was a very yeah. it was somebody's yeah. fetish match. <laughs> and that Just man out of curiosity was coming Breslin. through SoCal, have you happened to work with any of these guys? Uh, uh, Nick Jackson's a good friend of mine. He's, I had a he's, feeling maybe yeah. you would know him. He, yeah, he started, he and Matt Jackson started a promotion called High Risk Wrestling back mm-hmm. maybe about 12, 13 years ago. And they, <laughs> they used, were just uh, exposed nails all over. <laughs> it was very, very risky. Yeah, they were just, <laughs> they were just ex- around the ring. <laughs> yeah, they were just, Fitness match. Yeah, yeah, just, they were like, they were just, um, they were just like frayed wires just <laughs> everywhere. Rats chewing on them. And, anyway, sorry. And so, yeah, so they, they would run shows at the skating rink out in Victorville in the high yeah, desert. Oh, cool. Wow. And yeah, I, I don't know if you guys know the, the high desert or Victorville. I do. I, I have been through it. Most people through, yeah. know it just as the, the place you pass through to go to Vegas yeah. mm-hmm. from LA. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and <laughs> sure. so, yeah, so I, I started working for them back then and just like, have, yeah, they've always been two of my favorite people. In fact, a buddy of mine that's a co-host of the Lucha Underground after show made a documentary about them oh, uh, nice. on that's, I think it's on like high spots and it's really, really good because the Bucks, it's such an interesting story because they're they're very they're very kind of religious family men and like but they have this gimmick where they just are despicable yeah people. it's like they they're so it, it, they're very hyper aware and the crowd is too but yeah it's like their thing is they try to break wrestling right 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 and right, i love right. it i think well, it's great and did you and see mega heat did you guys it. see the it picture of their gear for the the j-cup I did not. No. Their their tights are. It's just a collage of Dave Meltzer's face. Uh, <laughs> it's awesome. That's oh, oh is that the one weird. where it's it's that? But then the crotch is Jim Cornette's face. Oh no, I didn't. I maybe. I think I, I think it's, just, it's really small, but it's Dave Meltzer's face, and then the crotch right on. <laughs> That's amazing. right on the money. Sounds about it's, right. It's just a small Jim uh, Cornette. Face. But Jim Bucks, Cornette, uh, big young Bucks fan. The Bucks are amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Bucks are amazing. Um, they refuse to swear ever. I've never heard him swear in 12, 13 years. Mm-hmm. Wow. So like, but like they'll only say effin like this effin guy like uh, and they have, and even they have, just like for real yeah 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 this, oh, th- they'll just say who's this effin guy uh, yeah it's I, awesome i'm i'm all, i'm instantly aware of anybody who like has uh uh that that, is that against swearing? I don't, I don't know why. I'm just like, what's up? Like, okay especially, especially in wrestling, it like it's it it gets your haunches up a little. It's a little I mean, weird. I mean, I there's not. I also then again, anybody who cut swears too much, it's weird. It's sure. super weird. Like, sure. you, you, I've had people like go like, hey man, I'm at this fucking thing. I'm like, whoa, like slow the fuck, you have to, slow the fuck down. You have to slow really, the fuck down, you fucking effing guy. You have to hit a really nice. You have balance. to hit a nice balance. Um, okay, so another thing yeah, that happens thinking, in here. Steven? Well, I, I feel like we should catch this audience up because they may not know what's happening in this match. Uh-huh. Another thing that happens is we have Nick Jack. And, and El Generico, so they were teaming up against Ibushi, uh, and then they, as as one of them was getting a pin over Ibushi, uh, the other one pulls him up, and they kind of fight over it. So mm-hmm. their 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 little team uh, instantly falls apart through bad teamwork, right? Just yep. like and any they team were, that I've ever been they, on. They, they were part they were part <laughs> of a trio one. in the King of Trios this year. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, so that was like the, uh, the Young Bucks and Generico were Team PWG in the King of Trios. Got it. Mentioned like the night before. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, this yeah. was night two. Um. 
Very good, very good. And then we got. Uh, so, do we already lose? Is somebody already pinned it by this? I don't now? think so. No, because okay. I no, think no. Generico is the first one eliminated. It's okay. Good. Yeah. Fuck him. Uh, Generico <laughs> is the one with the uh, the ponytail on his luchador mask. Sure. Uh, yeah, right. I don't know. Is it's, that right? eh, it's like a sash slash okay. headband. Yeah, it's like a little it's like a little graduation thing. <laughs> sure. Oh yeah. It's yeah. A graduation tassel for sure. Tassel. That's the yeah. word. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely one of those. Um, yeah. I mean, this is. Uh, yeah. This is. It's an interesting match to watch for sure. Abushi definitely, like you, you said, he. He like really never skips a beat. He's he's fast uh, and uh, not impressive all around. That little move is incredible. We yeah. did it twice. I think Absolutely. Now. Yeah. Oh yeah, my god. Yeah. Dodging yeah. a big boot by doing yeah. a kick a kip up. That was great. It's so yes. cool. So you are overall impressed so far. And again, it's quick, so it's probably a lot easier. Oh you. man. You know what? Although I did, <laughs> I did write. I did write down this match is only fifteen minutes, but it feels so much longer. I, I somehow I knew you were going to say <laughs> that. It felt so long. I'm sitting there thinking Joey's like scowling at me right now. I'm sitting there watching uh, this thinking like they, did, they got you. so much in, but I'm like. Man, this is kind of short. Well, and I think I think <laughs> that's also longer. I think that's also because all of the eliminations are sort of saved for the end of the match. Yeah, yeah. like it's which is a cool move. I like from, it. Yeah, from the time of the very first elimination to the time of the finish, it's only two minutes. Yeah, yeah. it goes. Yeah, by the end of it, it really does kind of click along. Like I was like, wait, how are they going to finish this match right, in that yeah, amount yeah. of time? Right. Completely so, yeah. logically booked. It's just that I selfishly would like to see sure. go on longer. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. for sure, for yeah. sure. Um, there were um, uh, there were a couple. Uh, I mean, you know, there are a couple of moments in this. I think one of the things that uh, I was saying, like, like, I really like about Lucha Underground is they have good camera work on this. There was a couple moves where I saw like Abushi do these big whiff kicks like they're like and a guy got knocked down. Oh, from sure. It, but nothing even comes close. And I'm like, <laughs> they don't do that on Lucha and they should avoid doing that as much as possible. Right. right. This, really just, this is a lower budget promotion. I know. I have to give yeah. them a break. But man, I wish it wasn't. I wish I could. Oh, that looks rough. Avalanche reverse Rana. Definitely. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Bushi and Generico really put on like their own mini match within this match. Well, I mean, and they got a great sequence. That's another reason that I love this is it's almost kind of structured like a mini tournament. Yeah. Like Abushi gets the first elimination. Jigsaw yeah. gets the second. And then they kind of face off against each other. And it's yeah. almost mm-hmm. like a little four man tournament in yeah. one match. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, and again, the guys who turned on each other uh, were the first ones eliminated. So, guys, work with your friends. It's, you know, teamwork makes the dream so work. We, can turn uh, we all so can turn on each other later. Um, you know, one thing and I also the gig and tonic is one of my favorite. Movies. The gig and tonic, yeah, like bam. Oh, it's Dead. like a reverse tombstone. I'm kind actually, of. I'm actually not super familiar with Jigsaw. Jigsaw, he's outside of Chikara. He hasn't really done a whole lot. He's kind of a Chikara mainstay. Like he's one of, I guess, the old guard of Chikara. Right, but I've seen, I've heard his name. I've seen him in matches, but I yeah. don't know much about him yeah. outside. I didn't know if he did more. Not, I don't really know. He might have done a handful of stuff for um, maybe Ring of Honor, Dragon Gate, things like that, but mm. uh, not a whole lot outside of Chikara. Things that Wikipedia could have easily told me before we <laughs> recorded this, but I had mm-hmm. didn't look it up. That's yeah, so. fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nick, you're not doing your research. You, you always come in very well prepared. I got my notes. There you go. You had more than I did for sure. Yeah, this I got time. my notes. I was like, something happened. Uh, you know, also, I wanted to like point out on this one this uh uh i think maybe a a big difference between i feel like almost all indie promotions or smaller promotions compared to wwe is how much smaller the guys are like like this looks like a bunch of college dudes who never gained the freshman 15 (laughs) you know just like wrestling this is starting to become what the majority not the majority but like sort of the baseline what wrestlers are now like sure they're more like athletic tiny and it's i mean i think i think the success of guys like cm punk and daniel bryan absolutely kind of opened that door for for wwe to just snatch up snatch up all the guys with the indie buzz really yeah. okay, which yeah. are typically yeah smaller guys not to mention that it's like they they screen for steroids now like it used yeah. to be 
unchecked. Right. That was a, that, right. that's a, you know, and there are still plenty of monstrous guys. I mean, guys like super tall, crazy huge people like Braun Strowman still yeah. exist. Guys like Cage who were ridiculously ripped her out there. Right. But for the most part, it's like it's Cage. kind of becoming. You've seen Cage. You're oh, I've Cage? Know, I know Cage. Okay. I want to make sure Cage, Cage is awesome, buds, dude. Cage is a, Cage is a great guy. But, but, but love yeah, Cage. it is kind of becoming like it's it's cool that like something like the cruiserweight classic is happening on on the WWE network. Oh, sure. And it's like it's kind of becoming. A mainstay of like That's smaller, athletic, still very muscular guys. So we went from in the 70s and 80s and I think even early 90s from like dad bod. Yeah, they were all yeah. 32 <laughs> and they perpetually look 62 for yeah. well, 40 they were, years. They were guys that looked Smoking. like they could legitimately fuck you up. Like these aren't guys in a gym, yeah, but they look like fucking dog you. workers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, seriously. Yeah, like Stan Hansen or whatever. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love Stan Hansen. Yeah, Stan Hansen and then great. we went into the roided out 90s to early 2000s and now we're Where sort of just like. Down. We're, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, they were scouting for wrestlers in gyms. Like, they would see a guy that's chiseled mm-hmm. and be like, hey, do you want to learn how to wrestle? You could probably make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, sure. Yeah. And now and now we're uh, finally, finally, you know, promoting a healthy body. Image and now, yeah, decades men. later, we're, yeah. now we're in an era where guys can actually be good at wrestling. Yeah, wow. I think enough people's hearts have exploded yeah, exactly. for them to be like, you know yeah, what? Yeah. Maybe yeah. we should. We could probably put on a good show with smaller guys, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. That, that's what happened to the Ram. His heart exploded. Oh, I love yeah. the wrestling. <laughs> so, uh, so I've still never seen is, The Wrestler. That, have you, you not? haven't seen it? I haven't seen it. That we've talked about it We've been telling him to see The Wrestler since it's, this podcast it's, started. It's, it's so depressing because it's so accurate. It's like, right. it's yeah. dead on. I do, Yeah, I have ne- I had no interest in wrestling when I saw The Wrestler, and I was like, I feel like that's right. Like, in whatever's fact, happening, this you guys, feels accurate. You guys should do a double feature of Beyond the Mat and The Wrestler, because Beyond the Mat is basically just the documentary version of The, of the Wrestler oh, yeah, looking at Jake the Snake. Yeah, Randy The Ram was one-to-one based on Jake the Snake from Beyond the Map. We do have a, 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 an episode that uh, will be out when this one probably comes out already. Mm-hmm. We just recently watched... Um uh, don't uh, McFoley uh, fully uh, rock, Rumble and then we 99. also oh, watched, was that the no, not the empty ring. That was the, that chair, was the, the chair shot. The, yeah, the yeah. And then we watched a uh, ten minute chunk of Beyond the Mat where like McFoley's family sees it. Oh my god! Watch yeah. more that, so and Steve it's even crazy, got a little taste. It's of it. crazy yeah. that his little daughter in that clip is now the focus of her own show where she's <laughs> becoming a wrestler. I know. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Oh god! Yeah, more Mick's, people. Mick's probably real excited. As you can see in episodes of Holy Foley, Stephen on the WWE Network. Holy Foley. Holy Foley. Oh. Come on. Oh, it was no. right there for the take. Yeah. I, yeah I, I mean, is it? It's barely even a thing. Generico's out. Nick's out. Uh, Abushi defeats Jigsaw. With a Phoenix Splash, one of my absolute favorites. That was yes. great. Yeah. Good match. A lot of great spots. Everybody mm. got their shit in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, quick, fast paced match. You know, I predicted it. I, I felt it right early on. I was like, I get And that's good. Yeah. The, it's a good intuition. <laughs> that makes sense. It's like, who else? I Again, I don't want the, the insane clown posse guy to win. I said, <laughs> Jigsaw, he doesn't deserve it. Not in my opinion. With yep. pants like that. He can't win. Deadpool. He's just an anthropomorphized jigsaw. Puzzle yeah, piece. exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, nice. So, what do we think of this match? Are we rating yeah, it? Yeah, we got any other? Yeah, let's. Uh, are we doing like a Melter like five five star scale? Yeah, five out of five out of what? Five. We'll do uh, uh, five Deadpool costumes. Five dead. Yeah, yeah. A, yeah, five five five, five Juggalo Deadpool. Juggalo Zero Deadpool. Five, five uh, Juggalo Deadpool. Joey, what are you thinking of this uh, um, match? Okay, well, uh, I really enjoyed this match. I thought that um, I mean, like Tyler mentioned, um, I think that like it had a really really good pace like mm-hmm. once it gets to the end and it's just spot 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 it's um it's really fun yep i think it is uh like i'm i'm not somebody that watches a lot of indie wrestling and um but like i'm very aware of like you know the bucks and you know kind of uh like zane's past and stuff like right. that um <laughs> so it was really great for me to see like oh this is what one of the bucks wrestled like 
before they like became really kind of you know, cocky asshole uh, yeah. gimmick sure. or whatever. And that's, yeah, the, the Bucks yeah. as singles wrestlers are are slightly different than, than the Bucks in yeah. the tag team setting. And it's like, yeah. you can see that all the pieces are there. It's just like the Bucks gimmick. All the jigsaw pieces. Yeah, like all the, all the jigsaw <laughs> pieces. You could see that like, oh, the Bucks, like, like they always had the ability to do like, you know, crazy like double moonsaults and stuff like that. Well, but and what's, like, what's crazy is that the Bucks on the Indies are holding back so much. Like they yeah. started, they started in backyard wrestling. Yeah. And when they started, they were doing things that legitimately shouldn't be possible. Right. Yeah. And then they dialed it back about maybe 30, 40%. And that's kind of what you see like yeah. in their biggest matches. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But it's like they dialed it back, but they celebrate it so much more. Like, sure. yeah. like there was, yeah. I don't think he threw a single super kick in this match. Which oh, is no, insane. no. And this was, I think, pre pre super kick party. Yeah. This now was the Young Bucks of, do like 50 super this kicks. This was before kind of how, how ubiquitous super, kick people. super kicks became. Yeah. They're real like, do you know this? The, you remember the super kick, Stephen? That's like just this. The, yeah, sure. It's just a kick. <laughs> it's uh, like a Shawn Michaels sweet chin music. Like, uh, you kind know, of like that the, jumping you know, sidekick. Like jump side. And yeah. Like yeah. In the chance. Sure, like yeah. Uh, one of my favorite uh, wrestling tweets is, uh, I think it was one of the young bucks, I forget which one, tweeted at Shawn Michaels and said like, how do you pin a guy with just one super kick? We have to do, <laughs> we have to do so many. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, I love Christ. the box. Yeah. But, um, Again, Cornette, big fan of the super kick. Huge yeah, fan. Um, loves it. Loves it. Yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, it's great to see that Ibushi's never not been amazing. Generico oh, yeah. Good in this. And this was, yeah, good. this was sort of yeah. my first taste of Ibushi. I think that's yeah. why it sticks out so much in my mind. Yeah, and Ibushi's such a great, like, journeyman. Mm-hmm. Like, he can yeah. he can do, like, a match like this. He can, like, go to DDT and wrestle, like, a blow-up doll and still sure. play in a great match. He can go to the Cruiserweight Classic and put on, like, just, like, match well, of the year candidate. And I, and I yeah. think that's why he wasn't on a lot of people's radars is because not nearly as many people are familiar with DDT, except for you know blow up doll matches and like Kenny, yeah. Kenny Omega versus a nine year old like, yeah. things like that I think that was DDT maybe not I think, um, I think you're right yeah, but um, so, like so many more people if they're indie fans are more familiar with, with New Japan and guys like Okada and Tanahashi and things yeah. like that yep. and so Ibushi kind of sort of came out of nowhere sort of similar to like Tozawa yeah a little bit yeah a little honestly bit, yeah. he came out of nowhere Tozawa was sure. incredible he's great so uh, all that in mind, I'm going to give this like three and a half uh, Deadpool Juggalos. Mm-hmm. Oh, so 3.5 yeah. for you? Yeah, 3.5. Yeah, 3.5 yep. Deadpool Juggalos. Nick, what do you got? I enjoyed this match very much. Like I said, I think a lot of people got their stuff in in a very quick 14-minute match. Like you said, there's there's certain layers of how it feels almost like a, its own tournament within a match. And then there's a match within a match and a match within a match. Uh, it's an inception of matches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a match inside a match inside wow. a match. And I... Uh, <laughs> and uh that looked just like the waveform of that sound effect that was really wow great. whoa yeah. look at that waveform <laughs> yeah. on the screen we're gonna take a picture of that let me do one more this will be great for the listeners yeah yeah. That's yeah. really a little, uh, wow. little reverb on that. It looks Ooh, like a nice wow. little butthole right on the right yeah, on the you, audio uh, wave. If you follow, uh, for, if follow really. the YSLW Twitter, uh, you're going to see a screen cap of that coming up. Uh, <laughs> Check right out our yeah. butthole yeah, yeah. four months before it ha- comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed this match. I think it's great. Like I said, Abushi hasn't lost. None of these guys have. Abushi hasn't lost a step. Uh, uh, rest in peace, El Generico. Uh, Nick Jackson, awesome. Great to see more uh, Jigsaw. Yeah. All the pieces really fell into place for Jigsaw. Sure God damn did. Right. <laughs> he lost. 
Oh, I Shut guess up. So I guess I did. The pieces all fell into place for Jigsaw until somebody accidentally knocked the puzzle off the counter. Yeah. He was um, missing one piece. But yeah, overall, yeah. what really, really sold it for me, uh, like I said, was that like sort of mini sequence that we had Abushi and Generico. I loved that. I thought that was great. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna With give, kind of like the fighting spirit where they get like f- nose to nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And just like just all kinds of moves, like so fast paced. Uh, and of course, all the moves that uh, Generico gave to Sami Zayn. Sure. Uh, I'm going to give this match a 4.1 really enjoyed it really oh, really enjoyed it good a lot uh, happens uh, Tyler what do you think? Um, what I do think you? only because it was it was rel- a relatively short no matter how long it might have felt um, <laughs> I think the the breaking up the pins like stuck in my craw more than I than I realized it did yeah um, still obviously amazing um, I would probably give it if we're talking like five stars or five Deadpool jigsaws yep. uh, juggalos is like the, the greatest match of all time. I'd probably give this maybe a three point seven seven. Wow. Yeah. Very just a, just a little bit more than yeah. three and three quarters. I was going to say three point seven, but I had so much fun watching all those little mini spots. I, I bumped it up to four point one. It's okay. honestly that that backflip like Pele kick sort of thing. Is so one yeah. of my absolute favorite thing. Love that. Well, I like the that he did a good move the the or at least i'd never seen it before it was, so it's interesting to me it's like mm. he did the moonsault off and then a moonsault standing exactly yeah from, he like, was i rolled away from the, the first moonsault, moonsault. Yeah. yeah and he was yeah he was i think one of the first guys to kind of do that and it's so if if you've especially if you've been watching wrestling for a while you're so conditioned for guys to either hit or miss and yeah. it's just it's that binary for right. someone to do that to land on their feet and then immediately like go a, into yeah. another moonsault yeah, counter, it's, it's, counter, it's like counter, a glitch yeah. in the matrix like you yeah, don't realize yeah. what you just saw. Steven will claim that he can do that, but we know he can. I think I can do a moonsault. I really do think I could do it. Um, looking, I'm looking uh, forward. I'm waiting. I when you get on the turnbuckles, it's a whole different piece. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm afraid of nothing uh, in this world. Uh, uh, oh shit! I was just going to say something about that moonsault, and I lost it. Doesn't matter. That you uh, can do it. Yeah, that I can do it. That's the yeah. main thing. Uh, yeah, no, uh, Kota, Kota, anything. Yeah, Kota Bushi, if you're listening, if you want to fight Steven, <laughs> yeah. moonsault competition. Yeah, the guys want to run down. Uh, yeah, a moonsault off. That'd be good. Oh, no, I was going to say, I was going to point out, so he landed on his feet, right? He did the moonsault and he landed on his feet mm. and then did a standing moonsault. But if that guy hadn't rolled away, he would have just... Imp- it just like, would have been a moonsault double stop. Feet. He would have just slammed his feet into that guy's body. Well, I think That would have sucked. The, I think that, quote unquote, the, the theory is that he saw that he was moving in midair. Impossible. And, and altered course enough to land on his That's feet. That's impossible. Always that you buy that theory. Isn't it always funny how like they'll land flat every time, but yeah. the minute that you know the guy's rolling away, and they can somehow see it they in the air see, yeah. and readjust. Well, yeah, I, mean, yeah. my feet. I, mean, I think that his goal on the, the first moonsault, his goal on the first moonsault was to kill him. <laughs> was the moonsault double like, stomp? Yeah. Moonsault double stomp. Face and dick. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was going to destroy that guy. Yeah. Destroy his dick. And then he was like, oh, my murder attempt. I guess I'll settle the for The golden like a... dick destroyer, yeah, Kota He's going to die from internal bleeding <laughs> after that. Yeah. Uh, for We're sitting, I think, at an 11.3 right now. That sounds close. Say that job for our intern. Yeah. Oh, sorry. 11. Our intern. Who's here? <laughs> the math job. In the closet. In the- <laughs> here he is. It's our intern. The greatest intern in the world. Inside of the closet where all our guests live. Hey, it uh, happens every episode. Stephen loves hey, it. Uh, I, don't, I mean, I'm not seeing an intern in there, but I am it's seeing. It's really cramped in I'm there. seeing my favorite YSLW character, Kami Ray Romano. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, look at me. Oh, I'm Kami Ray Romano. I found a foot. What? <laughs> Stephen has a severed foot. What? <laughs> In his closet. Oh, I, I came on my toes so hard, my foot <laughs> fell off. 
off. Oh, oh, come, come here, Ray Romano. You're my oh. favorite character. Oh, he come on his toes. I want to point out, like, that's not how ejaculation works for him. He ejaculates and it goes forward like zero inches. It just falls yeah, just out. Of it dribbles. That's really like disgusting. Shove your dick directly down and come on your toes. Not my erection. I challenge you to come on your toes, Steve. Not my erection. Check the the YSLW Twitter if you want to see pictures of Stephen coming on his toes. Yeah, that's not going to come up on our Twitter, guys. Our butthole waveform. Yeah, we really lost it. Oh, no. All right. So we're on track for this conversation. We're at 11.37. So, yeah, so I was watching this match. I mean, hey, I will admit I do like there's some good spots and some stuff I'd never seen. I think I think we said you guys all said these are some pretty remarkable wrestlers all around. The only one that I really noticed, though, for me was Abushi. I thought like I mean, I thought like Jigsaw and El Generico and the other guys were fine but I really did feel like they were all kind of second banana to Bushi so um so yeah for that uh you know like it did feel a, a little slow to me I don't know something about it like I, mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm not a sophisticated enough wrestling fan to get there uh, to those generico Ibushi parts it was still kind of slow for I you? think that I think like I, I honestly think towards up? the second half it like kind of picked up but yeah. in the beginning it was like a it was a very like pace thing maybe that's a good thing to build for it maybe I wouldn't appreciate it if it hadn't done that mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know I noticed it um, so uh, overall for me uh, just because uh, you know I, I, I hate wrestling uh, <laughs> I'm only going to give it a 2.5 Two point five. That's a good score. Yeah, that's a good score for you. For me, that's pretty damn good. Is it? Yeah, interesting. That's pretty good. Like one of my best was a three. But that was wow. your best three. Yeah, he yeah. gave uh, which one was that? Mick Foley, Undertaker, Hell in a Cell. He gave a three. Yeah, and we were like, oh, I know, oh, right. I know. I, but, yeah, I get it. But not because I enjoyed the match, mainly just because I respected it. Like if I, well, if you're anything, trying to sell it as that. Well, look, I know that's a high rating. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, only because I just respected what they did. I didn't think that was a good match, and I do not approve of people jumping off of high objects. And I want to say that out there for all the kids listening, for all you eighteen and unders, uh-huh. all you fucking if you, <laughs> tweens. If out you there, see fucking no 15, 20 foot high. So yeah, don't, don't jump, jump off, off of it. You're walking home from school. You see a cell. I know your first <laughs> thought. Let's climb it. Let's jump off yeah, of it. Leave, <laughs> don't do it. Leave the high spots like moon salts to the professionals like, like Stephen Pearlstein. Pearlstein. Yeah, that's right. And come uh, here, Ramon. Oh, God. I'm going up the cell. Like, Before I do my moon salt, uh, I'm going to come on my toes. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a 45-year-old man and like being on the cell really 45? Really, Am I 45? I'm pretty sure I'm older than 45. Uh, I'm a 55-year-old man. and if it's, uh, uh, that sounds more I'm sexually attracted to cells. That's what <laughs> He loves cells. That's why I've, I mean, why, that's yeah. how I'm coming up here. All right. That's an awesome Ray Romano. Hey guys, by the way, I think you left out a 13.8. We've got so a multiplicity of uh, Ray Romano. Thank you, Ray Romano, <laughs> our <laughs> new intern. Uh, well, he was Get back wrong. In the closet, Ray. He was also wrong. What are you talking about? Wasn't he, what did you say it was? Thir- I said it was a 13.8. 13.87, Cummy Ray Romano. 13.87? Yeah. Where'd the 7 come from? It's 0. 0.77. 0.77. Oh, okay. yeah. Hear that. Well, well, this changes everything. <laughs> Cummy Ray Romano, you're fine. Let's Is that Arnold Schwarzenegger? Ray Romano's baby? I'm talking about Ray Romano, was. Was Ray Romano doing Schwarzenegger yeah. doing a Trump? Uh, yeah, you're fired. You're fired. We've lost it. All right. Yeah, so, uh, anyway, so we're going to not release this episode. <laughs> I love it. Uh, this is what I want. Want out of this? Show. I dig it. I, um, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm Ben. I'm Ben. I know. I'm, uh, I'm uh, Ben. Just, just do, do it. The, just do okay, the I'm, thing. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, hey, this is Ben, Jeff, and Thayer, and we host a podcast called Convince Me, where we have guests on to try to convince us to get on board with their unique obsessions. Check out our I'm podcast. Thayer. It's called Convince Me. I'm Jeff. 
We also showed Stephen the clip. Ty Matthews reels his next step for the hyper optimism movement. Oh yeah! Uh, yeah. As we mentioned yep. previously, Tyler can also be seen on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood as Ty Matthews, I'll a super positive heel, motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, we thought it'd be fun to, uh, to hear one of his promos and then talk about what it takes to be a great heel in wrestling. Yeah, let's so here's, the clip of that. here's the here's the promo. Ty Matthews. It certainly seems that Anderson Cruz has taken to this hyper optimism full force. I have to ask you, what is the next step in hyper-optimism? Grant, the next step, the next step is pilgrimage. It's pilgrimage. See, I've taught Anderson well enough to where I know he can fly on his own for as long as he needs to. So while he does that, I'm going to make a pilgrimage. And I'm going to search for like-minded individuals. And I'm going to search for people that can spread the message of hyper-optimism. So while I'm gone, Anderson will be representing in my stead. So since it'll be a while, kids, I know you're watching. I want you to put your hand up. Put your hand up to the television screen and make contact. Tell your friends, tell your family, and tell everyone that you're a believer and that you will be well. All right, Ty Matthews looking to spread the word of hyper-optimism. We'll be back on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. All right, so uh, Tyler, uh, set this up for us. Talk about it. Yeah, and, um, and your character yeah. and transitioning yeah. into yeah, yeah. To management and where this this movement came from. Yeah, so after, so I had been wrestling for about thirteen years, and um, I like I, I had just kind of gotten sick of it, really. Like as much as I love wrestling, just after spending roughly half my life in it, I just after a while, I kind of felt like I was spinning my wheels a little. Dude, I get it. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, all, all those moon salts take a toll. Yeah, and. Um, and so, yeah, so one day I just decided to stop taking bookings. I yeah. never retired. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's, uh, I don't know, sort of self-important when guys do that. But like, you don't really do like matches anymore. Yeah, I just I just stopped. Yeah. And okay, like, if I want to take a booking, I will. And like I do on occasion. Right. But um, yeah, I just decided to stop doing it actively. And so after um, maybe like a, a year or two, something like that, I went to visit and um I went to visit Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, mm-hmm. and one of the writers at the time, who has since uh, passed away, uh, he had this idea. He was like, "What if?" Because my gimmick at the time when I was wrestling was just ultra happy, high fiving everyone. <laughs> uh, I had a shirt that was just like hyper color, just colors everywhere on the back. It said, "Today's the best day ever." You're, you're the proto ba- Bailey. Yeah, you're basically Bailey. <laughs> kind of, yeah, it was yeah. very, very similar, very, very similar. Yeah. A little before, yeah. And so I was just, yeah, I was just really like just hyperactive. And so they were like, well, "What if we take that?" and kind of put more of a sinister bent on it just mm-hmm. make you like make you so obsessed with with optimism and with positivity and being happy that you're like willing to beat it into people basically yeah, yeah. and so um so i thought that'd be kind of fun because it had been a really long time since i'd been a heel i'd never been a manager and uh and so i started thinking about it and i started watching like um Stuff like like Tappy Tibbins from Requiem for a Dream, yeah. Uh, Patrick Swayze's character from Donnie Darko, right? Uh, stuff like Tom that. Tom Cruise and Magnolia, exactly. Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, like they're Tom preaching. Cruise in life. Yeah, we're in life. Uh, on Oprah. We're just yeah, they're they're preaching positivity, but like there's like something super fucked up, yeah. kind of behind the eyes. And so, uh, by the way, well, big David Miscavige fans in this. Movie. Oh, everybody exactly. loves David Miscavige. Yeah, we love sure. that's my shit. Yeah. Uh, What's going on? I hate, I hate David Miscavige. <laughs> <laughs> Joey never worked in Hollywood. 
Hollywood again. No, he didn't. <laughs> this is You Should Love David Miscavige. Yeah, uh, there yeah. was just a laser on Joey's head and he just exploded. <laughs> uh, I don't know what happened. But, um, but yeah, and so I started thinking about it and I started kind of coming up with like, what can I call it? Like, oh, I like hyper optimism, things like that. I also based it a little on, uh, do you guys know about Dr. Steele? No. Dr. Steele. Dr. Steele is this musician. He retired in 2009 and... Um, his whole it was like this entirely immersive gimmick like nobody ever saw him out of character right it, it was like a mad scientist sort of thing oh. where the idea was he was a toy maker that had escaped from a mental institution and he was hell-bent on world domination but world domination vis-a-vis like making everyone happy and building what he called a utopian playland and uh, and everyone everyone kind of having toys and just reverting back to that childlike state of just like everyone being happy and uh, but it was also there were elements of like steampunk and like the singularity and conspiracy theories to it and things that like that. That sounds way cooler than what I was thinking because when you said Dr. Steele, I was thinking Shaq in a white physician's coat. Uh, no, Dr. Steele was awesome. It's a doctor who likes to steal Dr. Steele. Steel. Steel. But, uh, but yeah, and so, but he also just made really dope music where it was kind of, it was sort of like industrial tinged hip hop, like very kind of like Mike Patton-esque almost. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Some of it was. Mm-hmm. And and so, yeah, so I kind of based it partly on on that, partly on Tappa Tibbins, partly on Donnie Darko. Um, um, uh, there's a there's a hint of like DDP like yeah, yeah. guru era DDP yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like that's not a bad thing that's a good exactly, thing or whatever. Yeah. and yeah. so I started and so yeah I just started kind of thinking of like how can I be as like as creepy as possible mm-hmm. like how can I preach positivity and kind of the the main the underlying philosophy behind hyper optimism is that. In order for everyone to appreciate the good days, and there's weirdly there's partly Jigsaw from Saw in it as well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, to make people appreciate the good days, it's it's on me to kind of put them through some bad days. Oh, that's yeah. a good uh, that's a good spin to it. And so it's like it's for, it's for, it's for their own good ultimately. Yeah, mm. and I went and, and watched uh, a couple yeah. of the other ones on oh, YouTube. Cool. What where I did, did uh, where, where did and what is the meaning behind be well? Where did that come from? Be well was just, it was just something like I thought of, I was trying to think of a go home line for one mm-hmm. of the promos and like, what's something that's, it's, it's short. It's, it's kind of like, it can punctuate the promo, but like, it also seems like a little nefarious, mm-hmm. kind of a little Mine ominous. Would be fuck off. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I just like, I came up with this where like my eyes just kind of go dead mm-hmm. and I get the smile and just like, be well, just like it's, it's this empty meaningless like, yeah, thing I like where it. it's like, it's, it's very it, empty. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, like, I'm it. trying to say something, but like, there's nothing there. Yeah. And then, and then the hand, I yeah, love the hand thing. The, the hand, hand great. came yeah. from one of my creepiest ideas. Um, oh god where it was like and i i want to say someone someone else i saw someone else do it i think recently and i don't think i don't think i stole it from them but like it was one of those things or it's it's a common enough thing i was i was doing a promo and i was trying to think of ways to just like really freak out the audience and i was like well if you think of hyper optimism and like, and also uh, I was thinking a little bit about like Satanism and like uh-huh. the satanic Bible. I think about it all the time. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but like if you, if, the if religion for, if you read, never Satanism. Well, if, if you read the satanic Bible, um, Anton LaVey, LaVey and Satanism kind of, kind of idolizes children and uh-huh. kind of holds them in this regard as like perfect kind of like sinless beings basically. Uh-huh. And so I was like, well, I could kind of incorporate, 
part of that and part of this like motivational speaker thing. And so I was cutting this promo and I was like, kids, I know you're watching. Just I'm going to put my hand out. I want you to put your hand out and I want you to touch the TV and I want you to make contact. And I want you to realize that you're the ones that give me my power each and every week. <laughs> that is creepy. And yeah, that's the, so and creepy. The, the crowd was very unsettled. Good. And yeah. uh, which was the kind of the point. Yeah. I caught, yeah. I, I caught one of the one of the videos. The crowd was chanting, don't do it. Kids. Yeah, kids, yeah, kids yeah. don't do it. Yeah. Kids don't do it. And, yeah. uh, and, and so, yeah. And so I did the hand and it was just supposed to be a one off. But they were like, you got to do the hand. Like, that's got to be your thing. Now. Right. So fucking weird. And so, yeah. So we have we have this kind of like stylized hand. We have shirts that just say hyper optimism. And there's uh, this stylized hand. That's awesome. Uh, almost like a kind of like a mystical sort of thing. Yeah. And so the that's guy awesome. that you that you manage, uh, Anderson Cruz. So that was my previous protege. I'm okay. managing someone else now. But yeah, that was Is Anderson. It Anderson Cooper. Anderson, yes. It's Anderson Cooper. Yeah. It's Ted uh, Cruz. Sorry. <laughs> oh, damn it. Why am I persecuted? <laughs> that would suck. You almost but, had uh, Anderson Cooper. I tried to decide to give him up for Ted Cruz. Nope. But uh, <laughs> all about Ted Cruz. <laughs> Wait, can Ted Cruz have a fun spin to him? Like, come Ted Cruz. Oh, no. what is sure. Yeah, everybody on the show comes. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I mean, it's yeah, true. I guess that. Yeah. Why just like, am I a jack? Oh, oh no! Um, it's so, like Ted Cruz, but like <laughs> the six inch, six inch tall Ted Cruz. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He's very he's really that tall. Everything's big to me. <laughs> Get out of my pocket, Ted Cruz. Did, did and he's in everybody's pocket. <laughs> did everybody? Uh, did Ander, uh, Anderson Cruz or your current guy? Uh, so how, do, how do we get the okay. Percy Pringle so uh, Memorial Cup? Yeah, he, yeah, he brought in uh, the Percy Pringle the Third Memorial Cup, Memorial which is Cup. this amazing. Uh, we're gonna post a picture of it. It's so great. the last, the last couple years, um, I don't. Per, so Percy Pringle, aka William Moody, is was Paul Bearer. Yeah, the oh. Undertaker's manager. I honestly just assumed this had something to do with golf. Chips. <laughs> with golf? I, I just assumed it was some kind of golf. I thought you were going to say the it's like once urn. you pop the fun don't stop like the oh, yeah, top Pringles, off and there's ranch yeah. Pringles <laughs> yeah. in it, uh, which I'd be fine with. But uh, but yeah, so during the last few years of of Percy's life, he worked with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Nice. Oh, cool. He he managed a guy named Sean Ricker, who's now Eli Drake in TNA. Oh, and um, and Percy was just phenomenal. He was so I can so, only imagine. He was so good. Like he had spent so many years in the business, and it was so interesting that he had this like mortician character for. So long because he was such this like color colorful southerner. Yeah. Like he was he's from Mobile, Alabama, I yep. think. But somewhere in Alabama. And he was just he was so funny and he was so smart and like and just so like casually smart. Like he knew so much about wrestling and about managing and about getting people over and making people look good. I've always loved hearing like interviews and seeing him like, you know, when he was just like Percy Pringle or yeah. like just him, just himself, not in character. Yeah. Cause yeah, if you, if he's you very, compare, he seems like a nice person. Yeah. If you compared the original Percy Pringle gimmick to Paul Bear, it's like night and day. Right. And yeah. So, um, so yeah, so he worked with us for a while and then passed in 2013. And so we decided to come up with, uh, the Percy Pringle, the third Memorial cup, which is it's ostensibly it's similar to like, like money in the bank. Um, there's a tournament each year for it instead of a ladder match. And whoever wins the cup can cash it in for any title that they want um, oh. at any time, I think in perpetuity, basically. Um, and so it's been around a couple of years. It was last won by Rocky Romero mm -hmm. and my current um, charge, I guess, big nasty Eric Watts. Uh -huh. uh, we kind of feuded with Rocky for a while. Um, he he had a shoulder a shoulder injury and like this upcoming Japan trip and we kind of goaded him into putting it on the line um and and took advantage of said injury <laughs> and and now the the cup Wait. is in our 
So that right there is a potential championship belt cash in. We right now have an opportunity. I want to cash it in. You're not cashing it. I'm ready to cash it in. That's cool. It could strip down to my skivvies and do it. It could be for the United Tag Team Championships, the Hollywood Heritage Championship, or the uh, Hollywood Television Championship. Hold on, Ty. It sounds like the seven footer Joey Clift is thinking about cashing in. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm definitely like, yeah, yeah, guys. I'm thinking about cashing in this title. Super (laughs) how tall you are. Because this is my my vocal cords are so big that whenever I stand up like I'm doing right now, my my voice gets lower. Vocal cords He's got don't seven correlate. foot vocal cords. Yeah, when your vocal cords get tighter, your voice gets lower. That's not true, actually. Yes. It's actually, the exact opposite of what's Guess true. About I, I'm basing this. Shut up. I'm, <laughs> I'll crush you. Uh, <laughs> I'll crush but, you. Uh, but yeah, so we've 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 held on to this. I think we won it maybe two months ago, something like that. Um, there's a we had our. Our, our big event of the year, the Red Carpet Rumble, just recently passed, uh-huh. and uh, we've got kind of four big events annually that we that we work up to. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's our anniversary show. There's the PP3 Cup tournament. There's the Red Carpet Rumble, and then there's Coastline Clash because mm-hmm. uh, where where we tape the show is basically on a beach, kind of up in nice. up in Port Winnemi. Where does it tape? Up, it's up in Port Winnemi. It's about maybe an hour north of here. Oh. I don't even know where that is. What is it? It's yeah, up yeah, by, by Oxnard. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, by, Oxnard. in that area. I, I had uh, my car got towed. All the way up to oh, I remember up to take it anywhere to Hollywood. They didn't take it anywhere in the valley from they here. They brought that motherfucker <gasps> to Oxnard. Oh, yeah. I remember they were trying to steal your car. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no. no. It, it got repossessed. I was way behind. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. By, the, by the repo. Yeah. Man. yeah, by the repo, man. Keith Salta Jane stuck me out there. No, I think I drove you. I drove you someplace. You drove me downtown. Oh, that was it. Yeah. You also, you, the other time your yo, car got you repoed? You have to go downtown. You're really, the Repo Man is Nick's least favorite wrestler. Anyway, I would just like to Love say I have paid off oh, my yeah, car. It's fine. You yeah. know what? Everybody, uh, you know, go to go to boardwalkaudio.com forward slash you should love wrestling. Click the support our artist buttons. Shop on Amazon so Nick Clicker can make his car payments. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wait a minute. If you're starting a Kickstarter on my behalf, I'll take the money. <laughs> That's not what we're doing. <laughs> okay, guys. If you want to donate to my Kickstarter. We're not uh, doing that. First, ma- Twitter, first make it. Look yeah. at, then look at our, it. Yeah, look at our waveform blomp butthole. <laughs> Click on that. Wow. It'll take you to a Kickstarter page. You'll see a picture of Ray Romano wow. coming off the top turnbuckle <laughs> onto a piece of paper and then with that come you can use your finger to inscribe the the amount you want to donate Ew. into my kickstarter that's so awful and it's then, a very and easy process the take a picture with it you're never going to get any money if people have to write and come their donations <laughs> they okay, just gotta, uh, out of ray romano's come all they have to okay. do is come to oxnard and do it it's i'm gonna really simple i'm gonna put out this challenge to our listeners <laughs> uh if you we believe in these listeners they're good listeners yeah like I don't think that we've actually aired the episode where we've like looked for an intern yet. And I don't think we'll ever no, air uh, this soon. episode. The yeah, way it's uh, going. I don't think we, I think we're airing it like in a week or two. Mm-hmm. So like we, we theoretically, as of you listening to this, haven't picked an intern yet. Yeah. So if you want to draw everything that Nick just described, <laughs> yeah, Ray Romano coming, coming off the top, top turnbuckle, <laughs> your car getting towed to Oxnard. Yeah. Uh, like off the top of Hell in a Cell. Yeah, off the top of, yeah, yeah. Or like what else? Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, just like all the recording. Just listen. Yeah, just go back and listen. Just like come on, intern, show us this shit. Email us at you should love wrestling at gmail.com Your best drawing of whatever Nick just said. Garbage is I And like we'll definitely keep that in mind on your on your internet. Get it if it's good. We will post the cartoon on all of our social media, and we'll give you a special gift. It'll probably be like a fucking kombucha or something from Steve. I'm just saying, nothing is fair. I'm just saying. Oh, that's kombucha. gross. I'm just saying it'll get your resume on the top of the pile. Yeah, yeah, yeah for um, sure. Basically, and uh, we all know how <laughs> lucrative that is. But uh, I actually had a question for you, Tyler. Yeah. Um, you, you've been a wrestler for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you or other wrestlers feel any level of excitement when you win a title belt? Or there is, I, I've heard the term belt mark used, where it's like somebody, <laughs> sure. somebody that's like, I'm the champion now. <laughs> like, is it like, is it, is it? cool that you carry around this cup I or mean, like it, oh this is that's another thing I gotta put it my depends car. on the person everyone has kind of vastly different attitudes t- towards it mm-hmm. uh, i've i've have had championships before and it's i enjoy it it's it's cool in that someone is giving you this endorsement that like you're good enough to represent this company um but at the same time it shouldn't be one of those things where it's like i never want to lose this like it doesn't yeah. ultimately it doesn't matter it just it just feels good it's yeah. it's like the promoter saying hey good job good job being good at wrestling right okay uh if you and this is i'm making assumptions about wrestling mm-hmm. subculture if there's like a party that a bunch of wrestlers are at, <laughs> can is I it, come? Is it cool <laughs> if a wrestler who's the champion wears their belt to that party? Oh or, God, no! Or are they like just a dick? They would get kicked the no, fuck that's, out for that's sure. Like, don't they? D- didn't don't they do that to like clueless people to like completely rip well, them even, and like get them made fun even, of? Even even not even in a party setting, but even if someone's a champion and they they come like to the back in the like, airport to, or something. No, like if if they come to the dressing room on a show that they're on oh, wow. and they're holding the title, even that will get like. R- relentlessly laughed at. So oh, okay. both a mark of shame and a mark of a great yeah. Shame. yeah. Like if yeah. you're, if you're, yeah. If you want to be like, I guess, like tasteful about it, like just fucking keep it in your bag. Oh, okay, got yeah. it. Got it. Uh, Joey's I, planning on winning that belt, so he needs and to wearing it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. He needs to know the protocol. So it's yeah, it's it's it feels good to win it, but it's not something to like you don't know, like show it off. off. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Joey's gonna get in line at Carl's Jr. wearing that belt. <laughs> well, I guess I, that uh, I'm a seven footer. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> ultimately, yeah, ultimately, someone decided to give that to you. Like, yeah, you didn't really win it. So, mm-hmm. like, uh-huh. there you yeah, go. the truth comes out. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I guess now you think about it, it's like. I remember when I was a kid, there was a there was another kid that like won like a soapbox derby trophy, mm-hmm. and they like brought it with him to school, like not just the first day that they won it, but like all the time, and became like wow. their identifying character. Yeah, it was and just like that, that kid needs to find another place to base his <laughs> self confidence. <laughs> frankly, I think that's how people should treat their own kids. Is like when you're out in public, sure, show them off, but when you're like when you go to the back, put them in your bag, put <laughs> your kid in your bag, yeah. put it in your bag, just, like, exactly. be discreet about yeah, like, it. Be, be, Don't come be over cool. to my place with like your fucking kid. Yeah, like, like be cool about put it. Put it away. Have some respect. Be Jesus cool, Christ. Guys. Put it in a bag. Yeah. <laughs> I will. Uh... <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. We got kid in the bag. That's another one of our <laughs> classic segments. Okay. Uh, we got kid in the bag. Classic Ted Cruz in the pocket. Come here, favorite mom. Yeah. The seven footer. <laughs> okay. Stay uh, in your bag. I feel like we should make it even five. What's another uh, classic YSLW character that we should have <laughs> oh, You just want to make one up? Right? Yeah, uh, yeah, they have to come organically, Joey. Just about, like coming right around. I got to tell you, Tyler, you've come to a, a rare, fertile yes. episode. So we are. Episode. The creative juices are flowing, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Ted, yeah. Ted Cruz in the pocket. Come here, my uh, really great. Well, yeah. like, 
toilet fish. A fish that lives in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This, this is a classic <laughs> Joey pitch. It's just like, hey, you're not supposed to be there, but you're like, <laughs> yeah, like, like c- c- well, somebody, I'm not supposed to be in here. That you're not doing anything at all. You're not doing anything at Where all. Where's toilet fish at? <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, you could, I'm in the other room. Oh, it's okay, closer. toilet it's fish. Closer. All right, all right, Joey, let's right, so, move on to this next fucking right, segment right. before you I, uh, upset me. Since pro wrestling heels are based on broad cultural norms that people find annoying, I thought it'd be fun to hear who Nick Steven and Ty's ultimate heels in real life are. This is making the perfect heel. Uh, and I guess that, uh, like, get as real as you want, like my ex-wife. But, uh, like, but you want to like, know who uh, our heel is? Yeah, just who's your, oh, who, man. if they were in the wrestling ring, pick like an arch- archetypal person. Like for me, I love cats. So like if a wrestler like, wanted to get like stabbed by me they would trash talk cats in the middle of a ring wait oh, so fun. Who, I, wait what am i doing so we're we're who would, who would be this right we're we're coming up with characteristics that would make us hate someone. yeah or it's like what's a person in day-to-day life that if they were transferred into being a wrestling heel you they'd be like you'd boo them oh, like oh that's like, that's like for that's example the most simple answer i could think of yeah like dave matthews yeah all right dave matthews <laughs> that's good that's fair uh, leave dave alone no you leave dave there. alone i do let's not call him dave you're not on a first name basis with him and <laughs> neither <laughs> are his fans and dave oh, and dude, I, bro you don't like dave no dude? dave and i hang you out like dave? you know what dave does a lot of good work yo dude he employs a lot of people he what did, the fuck do you he do did a free he concert he did a free concert in in central park yeah didn't he for like seven hours Jammed. Didn't he dump shit on people? Oh, yes, yeah, that's cool. Yes, that's did. a pretty heelish move. It's so <laughs> weird. He is a despicable human. Yeah. And I hate him. Yeah. Okay, uh, uh, and it doesn't have to be a famous person. It could be like that guy that, uh, like that guy at Trader Joe's that takes too long at the checkout counter or whatever. I feel like you just Dave want. Matthews. I feel like you just want us to out people in the comedy community. <laughs> yeah. and be like, yeah. it's fine. It's time that I just say it. I just say it. <laughs> Donald Mazzani. Donald Glover. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Ty, who's your who's your perfect deal? Oh man, um, who if they were in the middle of the ring, you would just boo the shit out of them. Uh, I mean. This this doesn't really extend in the day to day life, but like as we were talking about, as we were talking about before before we started recording, mm-hmm. like Conor McGregor is doing perfect heel work. Oh yeah, like, we're I, all getting work. I bought yeah, exactly. Oh my god, like, yeah. I I bought UFC two hundred two specifically to see him get his ass beat, and that was the point. <laughs> then he did. Like job. I got worked so classically, it it couldn't have been more yep. prototypically wrestling. Yep, which is like that, like which is why it's hilarious that he's talking so much shit on wrestling right like, yeah that's I think it's great um yeah. i think that's yeah i think that's pretty a pretty classic heel um i mean ultimately like the and like i i think you obviously know but like the best heels think they're great guys yeah like yeah it's mm-hmm. it's ultimately someone that's just really really annoying and kind of like snide but but doesn't realize it it's yeah. i think i think there has to be <laughs> i wouldn't know <laughs> i think there has to be a level of kind of like obliviousness to it and oh, just yeah. like mm-hmm. this this fucking like fake virtuousness yeah that um and they have to like <laughs> and they have to like yeah, have stupid. like a distorted point <laughs> exactly there has to be like something in there that it's like oh like i buy this but like he's an asshole yeah, so i like, hate it like, yeah. like I, I like I hate I get, that they're kind of right about yeah, this. Like, yeah, like I get why they would think that. Yeah, they're still an asshole, but I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. 
I'm ready to start saying some people. I think I've. I've, I've <laughs> you just go to yeah. Jesse Klein. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun. Uh, no, I, I I have a category of uh, people that I've hate. I've been shopping a lot more, like cooking for myself. Dave uh, fans. And my the people that I hate the most in the world are a lot of people in checkout lines. So just anybody who goes into a checkout line and then the total comes up and they don't have their form of payment ready, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. Anybody who goes through the checkout line, the whole thing get gets rung up and then. They they go, oh, by the way, I had a coupon and I need to dispute some prices. Fuck oh. you. Anybody who goes to an express lane and then decides to count out like pennies and quarters and yeah. shit, go to the worst part of hell. Anybody who gets in the express lane with like one item too many and they th- be there, think they're being fucking cute, go to hell. Yeah. Uh, these are the ultimate heels in my mind. And if there was like a character who actively did that, yeah, yeah. which would be insane. I don't I know what those problems are. I think that's a guy in the like, lines too. Chip yeah, like, reader. Chip I think, reader. I think that's like. That the guy's in the middle of the ring and he's like, "Sorry, I was late to the show. I was too busy standing in line at Trader Joe's and talking about how bananas are fifty cents here, but they're twenty five cents at the other really place." On the nose promo. <laughs> I thought these were a dollar twenty nine. Oh, wait, hold on. These were you, can we check that? Can you go get somebody to check that? I'm sorry. Like that's twenty six. Like that's what they're. check on a dollar twenty nine. Like, that's their, their Titantron video is them in line at a Trader Joe's and just like, I, I, I've got a coupon for that. And yeah. the music hits. I think yeah, actually yeah. That, that reminds me. I think it, talking like day-to-day life and people like you see on social media or whatever, yeah, yeah. I think a, a lot of it would be the people that are like really proud of calling themselves assholes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, like super, like they wear it like a badge. Listen, like I'm an asshole. I just say like, whatever. Yeah. I'm, you know me. I'm not gonna lie. I'm an asshole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm I, an asshole. That is that's pretty up there. When yeah. they get yeah, yeah, sucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, people like to like tout that as if it's something virtuous. Like I'm a real asshole. I make people not like me, but I'm doing it for a greater good and not like. <laughs> yeah. like well, they, I think, they, but they I think don't they're women. They I think, think people, they're heroes for being yeah. assholes. People yeah. conflate people conflate like unflinching honesty with like. Uh, with like being an asshole, and so yeah, I think people just rude. like I'm just saying it like it is, yeah. man. Like oh, like without any sense of like tact or yeah. like empathy yeah. or social contract. Yeah, right. uh, I'm I'm basically George Washington, honest <laughs> Abe over here. But you know, fuck you. I don't like bitches. yeah, yeah. I know I'm an asshole, and I'll tell anybody who listen. Yeah, yeah like all like uh, someone is coming to mind and like I was at a theme park name name Dave Matthews it's one of the young bucks ideally it's actually it wouldn't be the young bucks it's people it's people that go to theme parks and like swear openly like even though yeah they're just like I'm like I'm being I'm just being me bro like yeah obviously yeah you fucking can I just like to talk about double anal penetration in the theme park dude it's a free country fucking life I'm just exercising my first amendment bro sometimes you gotta suck the slush off the cock you know Dude. that's just for the kids out there. so that would probably yeah that would probably be my number one heel is just someone that is like super proud and like really eager to brag to anyone that'll listen about like like I'm such a dick like I'm I'm going to hell I'm such an asshole we've created like, a lot of good heels up. here yeah we've got so many characters you know you said play this game again I'm gonna have more people I don't like <laughs> talking oh, yeah, about yeah. oblivious people too and it makes me think real quick of Can't like uh, I, I was just recently at the Seattle Aquarium and there there was a family beautiful. there. It's, it's beautiful. You love the fish. The great there, fish. Yeah, great. Uh, the greatest fish. The wonderful yeah. fish you love. And we have, and believe me when I say we have great fish. Are there toilet fish? Uh, yes, toilet fish. Okay. And there's this fam, there was this family there, this oblivious family. And like, 
They were like loud, obnoxious frogmouth people too. It's like they frog wouldn't. Mouth. They wouldn't. Oh yeah, I've never heard the that. slur. No, not at all. Frogmouth. That sounds that, that's, hilarious. No, 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 not at all. Fucking that's a term from the Flintstones. Is it, it was, really? It was just a guy who talked like this, and he wouldn't stop talking. And they called him a frogmouth because he just said, "You know, oh, okay. hilarious." That still, that still sounds like a slur. It does. Not, it's not it a slur. Does. It's not a so slur. funny to me. Frogmouth is really funny. That it's makes the me person really who doesn't stop riveting. And so there was like this dumb, oblivious family of just like, hey. What kind of fish is that? And the girl would be like, "Oh well, oh well, that is a uh, I think it was like a unicorn fish it had like a mm. horn on." She's like, "Oh, that's a unicorn fish, and, it, and, and on its forehead it has, and in the middle, like this dad, a, a mom, and two kids, like all of them in the middle of this woman's sentence would be like, well, it's not really on its forehead. It's more like on, like on it. That's not on its forehead. That's on its 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 chin." The family of marine biologists want yeah. to correct her, uh. and like, and this girl would continue trying to do her job, and they'd be like, "Is that a grouper?" I that's a that I don't care that's a grouper and throughout the tour we would catch up to them and be like what is that is that a, is that a penguin that looks dumb that's not so, even a penguin what is that so this person in a wrestling match is like is that a headlock what is that are you giving me a that's headlock right. I think it would be a perfect right. like heel commentator that would probably yeah. be the best uh, the frog mouth would... himself oh my god that's not, not a slave uh, I, I feel like for me not a this, this is such a small specific thing but it's like <laughs> we've when yeah. you're uh, we've spent so much time on this. okay make so, it quick joe okay so uh picture this i'm gonna walk you through the situation <laughs> oh my god so That's you're you're in your car crazy. you're on the road you're in the far right lane it's mm. not like a turn lane but you're like at the, you're like at the front at a stoplight uh, and yeah. your plans to go straight you have okay. things to go that are straight yeah somebody behind you wants to take a right and like they honk their horn over and over again because you're not doing the thing that they want to yeah, do. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. And that's just like it's like what do they want me to be like? Oh yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go right now. You're that's where I want to go. Lane at a red light. Yeah, and it's like not a turn Got lane. It. Got it. But like they're just like, oh yeah, change your plans. Yeah, like come on, go for it. Now fuck those people. Yeah. Uh, when people it. will honk at me, I'll continue to stay there after the light turns oh, yeah. green. I oh make yeah. It a, oh yeah. When people oh, start yeah. doing that, I'm like, oh, I'm leaning it's in. It's like this will be for you. It's like I don't. I don't really get. I mean, I'll honk my horn if somebody's like about to hit me. But like other than that, sure. I don't get road rage. Sure. I hate people who do get road rage. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, like you're going to be 30 seconds late to your thing. Well, well, those are, that was a great version yeah, of uh, making the perfect heal. And I know all like, of our ratings that just, making a murder. That just turned into pet peeves about humans. Yep. And yeah, our yeah. rating for the Dave Matthews band, negative 1,000. Uh, so okay, uh, this has been the loudest episode we've ever had. Joey, what's that? That's next? not a grouper. Yeah. <laughs> That's not like, a grouper. Off the charts. Oh, yeah, great. Uh, if you're a wrestling fan, you have questions for Steven. Or if you're not a wrestling fan, you have questions for Nick and I. Shoot us an email. You should love wrestling at gmail.com. Or send us a tweet at YSLW, YSLW Podcast. That's us. Um, so we spent, spent uh, most of this podcast trying to convince Steven to love wrestling. Now is the time screaming. of the podcast where he tries to convince us to love something. Uh, guys, today I want you guys to... Well, let me just say this right at the top. I watched this vid that video and I watched a few more of the uh, hyper-optimism movement videos. Sure. 
Uh, I just honestly believe that you had glasses. You wore glasses. Uh, you oh, wear- those are 100 percent fake. Those <laughs> are vanity glasses. Uh, so this is I actually have perfect vision. So uh, oh man, I'm really, bra- really breaking kayfabe on this podcast. <laughs> I just yeah. really like wearing glasses, and That's like fantastic. I thought it would add to the like douchiness. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, In yeah. fact. It's kind of fucked me a little. It's, well, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of fucked me a little. Glasses. I mean, like, blatantly, I wanted it to be sort of clear that I don't need them. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, like a weak douche. But, like, I that's also <laughs> why I started going by Ty, mm. just because I wanted to sound like a douchebag yeah. motivational speaker. Oh, yeah. No yeah. offense to any listeners named Ty. Mm-hmm. But, like, it just it sounded kind of like a youth pastory sort of name. Yeah, sure, is, yeah. But then, so I started doing that on TV, and then I became a host to After Buzz, and now people only call me Ty. Uh, and so now it's kind of like I tried to tell people. No, I prefer the full version. I prefer yeah. Tyler. Yeah, yeah, years in your life later, this is now stuck. It's caused a lot of yeah. confusion already. Yeah, that definitely makes it confusing. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, I want you guys to like Zeiss lens cleaning wipes. Uh, this is a thing that I uh, was recently turned on to. They're these little uh, plastic wipes. Show you wear glasses sometimes. Yeah, right? I wear glasses. You check these bad boys out. In your living room I have a box of them sitting in the living room. You see, check it out. You, you do try. You can use some glasses. I don't care. Anyway, I want you to check them out. <laughs> they're a fantastic. Yeah, use your own glasses. So sure. what they are? They're just little individual pre-moistened wipes for. Uh, uh, cleaning mm-hmm. up your glasses. Man, if you're a glasses wearer out there, you hate having to go to your find your microfiber cloth or use your shirt because it doesn't really work that well or like get that fucking like lens cleaning solution mm-hmm. that isn't that good or use Windex, which is supposed to be really bad for your glasses. You can't really use real tissue paper because it's supposed to cra- scratch your glasses. Mm-hmm. All that shit sucks. So I really like these Zeiss uh, lens cleaning wipes. Joey's trying to break into it right now uh, to like clean his glasses. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're My pr- massive hands make this difficult. <laughs> I'm so large. Or more hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it takes them like a long time just to even reach for it. Uh, but I think they're really great. They're just pre-moistened little microfiber cloths. They uh, they clean up your glasses. You throw them away when you're done. Sure. Uh, you can get the front and the back with them. It's just the perfect amount. And God, I love them. I buy like the 200 packs. So far, they've lasted me and my girlfriend who both wear glasses. who both use them pretty regularly. They've lasted like eight months. They're only like 14 bucks. Man, best investment I've ever made in my life. Those look pretty cool. <laughs> However, I can get them for free at Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But nah. <laughs> But, but but actually no. You have then you have to eat at Buffalo Wild Wings, which sucks because I hate choosing between all I the different sizes. Even do. being inside Buffalo Wild Wings is yeah. a little much. For it's me. a little much for anybody. Uh, so <laughs> I Joey, am a regular well, frequenter, along with my girlfriend, by her choice over mine to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh boy, <laughs> we're trash people, Stephen. Trash. <laughs> no, I think Once it's again, just you. I live with Nick. I. I, I didn't know this until now. Did I he learned, goes to Buffalo I, I Wild Wings. don't talk about it. Said, well, you still up He's such a ragged B-dubs. So, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. him, man. That's you. Yeah, so there you go. That, uh, Zeiss uh, lens cleaning wipes. And again, hey. They're good uh, wipes, though. I've used them. They're great. Uh, you can use them on my computer. I have them in my back. I have fucking everywhere. They're the best thing in the world. Yeah, I might actually order some of those. <laughs> uh, hey, and if you wow. do, uh, go to boardwalkaudio.com forward slash you should love wrestling. Click the support our artist button. Shop through Amazon. Kicks back a little bit of money so Nick can pay for his car. So come here, yeah. Romano. Doesn't take it back. I actually get some of those. Yeah, click, right. click on the blonde butthole. Uh, uh, <laughs> contribute to my Kickstarter. I only, wear, I only wear glasses like twice a month, but yeah. when I do, yeah. they're gonna be clean. You got yeah. you need them clean, especially on camera and stuff. Like I, that's a that's actually a thing that because uh, I, I do videos and stuff. I like need that. Yeah, I absolutely. need something because they'll never have it, or I'll have like a weird smudge in the middle of the video. I'm like never that's a true again. Thing. Yeah, never again. I wore yeah. glasses for many many years. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I get there. That. You go. So it's nice uh, lens cleaning wise. Check them out, guys. Yeah, oh. I'll give those. I'll give those five Juggalo Hatchmans. Five Juggalo Hatchmans for sure. Sure. There yeah. we go. I'm, I'm, yeah, everybody's two, on board. You wouldn't have to rate these. We're two. just basically on board. Uh, <laughs> two. There's, nothing, there's nothing to yell at me on this one about. Is what no, I know. Yeah, you're right. Wing! 
<laughs> so laughing. So, uh, so Stephen, uh, oh, Ty, uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. yes, sir. Where can yeah. we find you on social media? Oh, oh yeah, man. what do you want to share with the listening audience? Uh, and where can we find your shows? Got and a lot, got a lot of plugs. Yeah, wins championship wrestling. Got a lot of plugs. Yeah, right, let's do um, you can find me on pretty much all forms of social media at Ty Matthews PMA. Uh, that's Twitter, Instagram, uh, Snapchat. No dick pics, please. Um, uh, PlayStation Network. I've been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat recently. Oh, cool. Um, and uh, so yeah, that's social media. Um, you can catch Championship Wrestling from Hollywood 4 p.m. Saturdays. KDOC if you're local to LA. U2 uh, America nationally. It's also on uh, Fight TV, Tough TV, uh, Patreon, uh, wow. just all all sorts of stuff. Yeah, the, the Fight TV app is. I've been hearing a lot of good things about it. Um, or if you're if you're local to SoCal, you can catch us every second and fourth Sunday of the month, uh, th- uh, 3 p.m. in Port Wenimi at the Ocean View Pavilion. Shows are completely free, nice. uh, right on the beach, basically. Gotta go on uh, there. Yeah, so it's like a bash at the beach twice a month. That's completely free. Nice. Uh, you can see me. You can see Big Nasty Eric Watts. Um, all sorts of people. We've got an amazing, amazing roster. Shows are super fun. Um. Yeah, I, I write for Smosh every week. I, cool. I write, throw together listicles for them. Uh, I write CD reviews and interv- interview bands for Outburn magazine. Nice. Uh, you can pick that up. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, that's pretty much it. Holy and then, shit, oh, yeah. after, Busy after Buzz, man. After Buzz TV, of course. After of course. Buzz TV, you can catch me on the Monday Night Raw after show. Uh, we usually go live about uh, 8.15, something like that on Mondays just to account for the overrun. Yeah. Um, I also do the American Ninja Warrior after show on Wednesdays. Lucha Underground after show when that comes back, September 7th. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, Cruiserweight Classic. Uh, Cruiserweight Classic. Every every round, myself, Mark Donica, Bill Hanstock, we all uh, put on suits and pretend like we're sports analysts. Uh, I, we talk about the CWC. You have so nice. much stuff to plug, and I leave my apartment three times a month. Uh, <laughs> it's incredible. I did. I, I, me too, only to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. And I even, I even came here from Riverside as well. Wow. Holy uh, smokes. Yeah. Thanks for making the trek. Oh, of wow. course. Yeah, no, thanks, Yeah, Joseph? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Joeytainment. Guys, you can always find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Gligor, G-L-I-G-O-R. Uh, contribute to my Kickstarter for the on the Blunt Butthole. On <laughs> the Blunt uh, I don't like that. Uh, and you can find me all across the internet at Pearlstein. Check it out. Yeah. Right, so, Steven, do you love wrestling? Ah, no, I don't. Oh, I really don't. Thank oh, you for man. coming to the Thank show, Thank you for sir. coming. Really Thank you guys. It's a it's great fun. episode. Yeah. Glorious. I will defend. I will defend. I will be victorious. I'll be there, I'll be there, and I'll be glorious. This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, 